Hello, and thank you for tuning in. This is our first episode in the new year, and we want to thank you for bringing us with you here. We wish you adventures, travels, soft landings, your cues, always boarding your flight, all trains arriving on time, making vivid memories in fabulous places, eating tasty food, and discovering more. We've been busy during this holiday season, and the absence of the new episodes just spoke for itself. We didn't have time to sit down and record and there was so much to do. And although we always encourage people to book their journeys in advance, there are always last-minute travelers who got inspired by the moment and want to go on a journey in two days. This is exactly what happened to us during the holidays and this is what makes our work challenging and interesting. To be honest, we always love the last-minute deals uh, to catch the flight and visit those lovely places. This is exactly how we ended up one in Cinque Terre 10 years ago uh, for the new year while we were staying in Zurich. We just jumped in the car and drove to the seashore. Manarola, Rio Maggiore and Vernazza were just marvelous. Almost no people, warm weather and this fresh air that creates this pleasant atmosphere after the snowy and gloomy Zurich. It was a trip to remember. Last-minute trips are spontaneous and truly memorable and there are really good deals to save money. Sometimes. True. But there is a backside to it. And we always say to everyone encouraging you to plan in advance. Not everything is available when you plan a journey last minute. Oh, well, yes. We will not tell you how much struggle it was to find decent hotel deals for New Year's night in Barcelona two days before New Year's Eve for our clients. Or how challenging it was to find flights to Singapore to celebrate the New Year three days before their departure. That's the magic that a travel planner performs for the client, but it's always kind of like stays behind the curtain. But what we will tell you today is the trips and places you definitely have to plan in advance to guarantee the best experience and what it is in advance. Let's start with the classics. Paris. Being one of the most, the most popular travel destinations in the world, it is worth planning a trip in advance to choose the hotel you want to stay in, book a table in the restaurants with the Eiffel Tower view, get your tickets to the opera, ballet and other shows. If your trip to Paris is for Valentine's Day, summer vacation during the busy months of July and August, or around Christmas and New Year's time, plan it at least three months in advance. For any other time, two months are enough uh, to book a hotel or apartment for your stay, to buy tickets to an opera, concert or theater and make dinner reservations, especially at the Michelin uh, two or three star restaurants or some particular restaurants you are willing to dine in. I can't even tell you how magically lucky our clients were this summer when we managed to book a table for dinner in Septim three days prior to the actual dinner in Paris. But this is rather an exception than a fact to rely on. Also, if you want to have a decent dinner in Paris, even in the less popular places, we recommend making reservations at least a day or two in advance to guarantee you that place. Like Jules Verne, for example, or to eat the best onion soup in Paris in Opio de Cochon, you need to book a table at least two days in advance to guarantee your seat. 
It's so interesting, but for most popular activities like Louvre, Eiffel Tower, Versailles, Disneyland, Museum and galleries, there is no need to book in advance. You can buy tickets already when you arrive in the city. Yeah, definitely. But for the restaurants, you have to think in advance. And another popular destination in the past several years that requires planning in advance is Iceland. If you want to make this journey your experience of lifetime and not just get what's left, then you have to plan your trip at least two, three months in advance. Being so popular among tourists last year, authorities determined that Iceland needs more hotels to accommodate everyone willing to visit this breathtaking country. Although new hotels were built or like planned to be built around 2017 to serve the demand of the tourism sector, the travel interest in Iceland is still growing and almost a million people traveled to Iceland in 2022. Although the country's economy relies on tourism, it's still not ready for such high demand. And we, as travelers, have to also be ready for such situations that not all hotels are available for our dates or even worse, most popular sites can be overcrowded. And that is why you have to think about your visit to Iceland and book activities in advance. Make sure that you got your Blue Lagoon tickets before you come to the country, especially if you visited during the busy season in June, July, and August. Or if you want to visit Blue Lagoon at night, and if you want to stay in the Blue Lagoon retreat, for example, this is the hotel that gives you direct access to the Blue Lagoon, which is marvelous. The price for a night in a Blue Lagoon hotel is about 1,200 euros per night. But if you are in Iceland once and are charmed to have this fascinating experience, then why not? Also, there is a Silica hotel just 10 minutes away from the Blue Lagoon and the night there is already 500 euros. But to stay in either of those hotels, guess what? Book in advance! Yeah, and I would suggest booking your accommodation in Iceland and renting a car at least two months before your arrival and you will be glad for doing it. Another place to plan your visit and book your stay in advance is Giraffe Manor. Oh yes, first of all, Giraffe Manor is an exclusive luxury boutique hotel in Kenya, surrounded by forests. One of the most fascinating things about Giraffe Manor is its resident herd of Rothschild giraffes who come in the morning and evening poking their long necks into the windows of the glass terraces in the hope of a treat before they retreat to their forest sanctuary. The history of the hotel goes back to the 1930s when the interest in safari started to grow and more and more people visited the country for unforgettable experience in the wilderness. You can either book a stay in the hotel or a whole experience package with the hotel that will provide the activities to your liking that will help you to get the best impressions from the exploring the area. But whatever you choose, it is necessary to book in advance. And in this case, in advance is like two years. Yes, you heard it right. Before the pandemic, the waiting list for Giraffe Manor was almost two years. It was much easier to get your room in Giraffe Manor during the pandemic as the tourist flow dropped dramatically and all the reserved spots became available and people who wanted to visit got the chance to do it without waiting for two years to come. Nowadays, tourism is back on track and people are traveling more and more, which means that most popular and exclusive places get busy really 
really fast. Yeah, and to book your stay in Giraffe Manor, you have to contact them directly via their official website and send them an inquiry with what you would like to do. Or you can simply ask a travel planner to organize a trip for you. And this is exactly what we do. So if you want an unforgettable trip and don't want to research, monitor or learn all the tricks and traps, just contact us and we will plan your perfect journey. Another one to think of in advance is the Nile cruise. Although you can buy your cruise already while in Egypt, it is better to think about it long before you arrive in the country, just to have more options to choose from. This is a very popular activity nowadays in Egypt, and it is much better to choose the type of cruise from the best companies on the market, instead of getting the last-minute option from what is left. Since we talked about cruises, trips to Antarctica or the South Pole also require time for preparation and it might be very challenging to go on short notice. Also, booking in advance can guarantee you a better price. So many places and availability depends on the dates. For example, Rio de Janeiro during Carnival is so busy that it will be a great challenge to find a good hotel to stay during this time. Same goes with popular destinations during high seasons such as Maldives, Mexico, Dominican Republic, Bahamas, Ibiza, Ibiza in August, but all those like destinations during the holiday season. So to guarantee you the best vacation, think about it two, three months before in order to choose your accommodation, services and activities completely hassle-free. But if you want to save money, you can also start planning those trips like six months in advance because hotels want to guarantee that they have clients and possibly you can get a best deal ever if you book your stay five six months before you're actually planning to come it is also a great advice for getting cheaper flights you can really check it right now just go to the airline website and compare prices for the beginning of february with the prices for the end of march and the beginning of april and you will see the difference preparing for this episode i checked multiple destinations and it really works for 85 percent of the cases unless some destinations are super popular around this time because of the festivals, celebrations, and so on. <laughs> While we are not that good at planning our trips six months ahead, we are more spontaneous. We rather choose to plan it like a month in advance as we booked our Mexico-Cuba flight a month before the departure and had enough time to prepare, learn about the destinations, create a schedule and itinerary just to understand what we want to see and when it is better to do this. However, some of the places we wanted to stay in were completely <laughs> sold out and yeah. we missed a couple of great accommodation options in Tulum and in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, that's true, because it was a short notice and people who thought about their vacation in November got the best options in February. And we, who were planning this trip in the beginning of January, had to get what just remained available on the market. So, yeah, it's so interesting. But one time we did a smart thing and we booked our New Year celebration in a villa in Cyprus. We thought about it in advance, rationally bought tickets in September and booked our villa in October. Consequently, we were rewarded with great prices and total amount for flights and for night accommodation was about 200 euros per person. Yeah, that was an amazing deal. And did you hear how she said, like, we rationally bought tickets in September and booked our villa in October? It's kind of like, yes, this in is November, the plan. We prepared yes. menu. Yes, this is the plan to stay. 
stick to. But, well, however, sometimes there are amazing last-minute deals uh, to get an unexpected perfect journey, and it all depends on what is your priority. And let's talk about what to do if you booked your trip in advance to go skiing this season and the high temperatures in the European ski resorts leave you with no snow to enjoy those slopes. Yeah, this is the deal uh, this year. And what to do is, is just to find an alternative and entertain yourself. Ski resorts across Europe have been forced to shut down as the continent has experienced some of the highest January temperatures on record. And countries like Germany, Poland, Slovakia and Czech Republic have uh, been hit by a heat wave in the first few days of the new year that actually took away the snow off the slope. But do they still serve mulled wine? <laughs> then I would be happy. Yeah. <laughs> so resorts are desperately trying to offer something interesting for the guests instead of skiing, like hiking, train rides, horseback riding, walks, uh, spas, saunas, pool experiences, some workshops, themed dinners, like something. Muled wine. <laughs> yeah. Muled wine for Mira is kind of like enough. She would go to the mountains just That's the bring... whole idea of skiing <laughs> and resort for me, just muled wine. Yeah. And the atmosphere overall yeah it is also a great experience although it doesn't make up for the great ski ride mm. let's face it true yeah and if you still want to ski this year choose a place uh, that is over 2000 meters high where the snow is not an issue lots of these are situated in france switzerland and austria also we recommend choosing andorra this year for skiing this is a small mountainous country with plenty of skiing options situated close to each other great service and has duty-free shops. In Andorra, there are two major ski areas, Grand Valira and Valnord, each of which combines several resorts. It is one of the biggest skiing areas in Europe, although it is one of the smallest countries. It is the sunniest place for skiing in Europe with an average of 300 sunny days in a year. And the snow stays on the slopes until the end of April. Doesn't it sound amazing? <laughs> Completely! We visited Andorra during our trip from Toulouse to the Pyrenees and we loved the country. On our Instagram, you can find highlights from the trip and create your perfect itinerary based on our traveling. Oh, that was a decent trip. Such an unusual itinerary, as we managed to see almost everything fantastic in this part of Europe, from Toulouse to Bordeaux, from Biarritz to San Sebastian, from Bilbao to Andorra. That was one of a kind ideal trip we had, especially because it included a natural wonder, Dune du Pilat. It is the highest sand dune in Europe, with 110 meters height above the sea level. It stretches along the coast for almost 3 kilometers and is about 500 meters wide. Really breathtaking. It was named Le Dune du Pilat, as Pilat from Gascon means a huge pile. Before 1930s, it was called the New Sands. If you haven't heard of it before, you will be surprised. The dune has been observed to move landward, slowly pushing the forest back to cover houses and roads. We stayed in the camping just right next to the dune, and it is fascinating how much of the forest it has consumed already. It is just the right time to go and see this masterpiece of nature. I will be sad if I do not add that we bought the best oysters in the region in Arcachon, a bottle of sparkling, and went on the dune for a picnic. This is what living in the moment means. I advise 
each of you to do this to capture that memory. Especially when you're in the part in this part of France or visiting the dune or simply coming to Bordeaux. It's not far from Bordeaux. If you're there without a car, you can take a train to Arcachon and rent a bike there or take a taxi to the dune. But this experience is highly recommended, especially if you're an oyster lover. Remember Arcachon. Another thing we want to talk about today is the age confusion that will no longer take place this year. We are talking about age systems in South Korea, as this topic was raised the other day and we realized that it can be confusing for people to understand what is the deal. So we decided to clarify this peculiarity. People in South Korea have two or even like three really three age systems two local and one international the local one is based on the korean age system when a person's age is considered to start from being in the womb so as soon as the baby is born it will already be one year old and then it gains like a year on the first day of each new year so a baby is born one year old and on the next first of january it turns two Yes, you heard it right. Every person gets plus one year to their age on the 1st of January. Not to get confused, there is a simple formula. Korean age equals one plus two days year minus year of birth. And you will get it. So, so let's check. One plus uh, 2023. My year of birth is uh, 1990, which makes uh, me 34 according to the Korean age system. And I will only turn 33 in March according to our age system and birthday you may ask well your birthday is just your birthday this is a celebration of you not your age or getting older even though it's a bit strange i find it fascinating that everyone ages on the same day as the calendar year comes there's something about it okay it's like 2023 now and we all got one year older on the same day and my birthday is in March, so let's celebrate it. Celebrate me, my life, my achievements and my attitudes and not my age, which is actually kind of like a sad aspect of the birthday. That's so interesting. There is another second method, the counting age system, when a person's age is calculated from zero at birth and the year is added on 1st January. This method exists primarily to calculate the legal age to drink alcohol and smoke. This age counting system, which is traditional in some countries in Asia, comes from ancient China. In Japan and Vietnam, it is used in rituals and religious processes. South Korea also uses the globally recognized system, in which age is calculated by an individual birthday and the first birthday is celebrated 365 days after birth. The standard international system has been used in South Korea since 1960, mostly for medical and legal purposes. However, this is going to change this year. From June 2023, the so-called Korean age system will no longer be permitted in official documents. Documents. Only the standardized, internationally recognized method will remain. By the way, it is the Lunar New Year coming this weekend on January 22nd, mostly known worldwide as the Chinese New Year. It is one of the most important traditional Chinese holidays, often unofficially called the Lunar New Year, because it is a derivative element of the centuries-old inherited lunisolar Chinese calendar, and its date itself is determined on the basis of the lunar phases on the day of the second new moon after the winter solstice. These days usually turn into a festival that begins 
on the first day of the first months of the Chinese calendar and ends with the Lantern Festival, which falls on the 15th day of the celebration. The Chinese New Year is associated with several myths and customs. The festival was traditionally a time to honor deities as well as ancestors. Within China, regional customs and traditions concerning the celebration of the New Year vary widely, and the evening preceding New Year's Day is frequently regarded as an occasion for family to thoroughly clean their house in order to sweep away any ill fortune and to make a way for incoming good luck. Another custom is the decoration of windows and doors with red paper cuts and couplets. Popular themes among these paper cuts and couplets include good fortune or happiness, wealth and longevity. Other activities include lighting firecrackers and giving money in red envelopes. I will use some of those traditions and declutter my wardrobe. Still, uh, we don't have much stuff uh, here since we moved from Ukraine with three suitcases. We already got some stuff here and it feels good to get rid of the things we don't use to clear the space for something new. To come. And we will have a family dinner since it's our grandpa's 86th birthday this Saturday. And we are going to visit him and our father's family who are now staying in Poland until it is safe to return back to Ukraine. And by the way, this weekend, 21st and 22nd of January, are the days of grandmother and grandfather in Poland. So if you're in Poland or your babcia and dziadek are in Poland, don't forget to congratulate them and pay more attention to your family, to your relatives, you know, stay in touch and say nice things, yeah. that you love them and hug them and kiss them as much as you can. On this note, we are ending this episode. Thank you for listening and don't forget to like and review. If you find some information interesting, please share so more people can uh, learn and discover more. You can find links below in the description, subscribe to our Telegram channel or follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. We will be back next week with a new episode of It's So Interesting.